broadcast belongs to them. It's been a long time. I'm like facing the wrong way. How's yes, everybody doing? Uh, I'm doing sh- schmack a gobbly. <laughs> Anybody doing anything cool lately? Anything? How was the holidays? We haven't seen each other since the holidays, I don't think. Oh, it was really awesome. I mean, I had a good holiday. I got a lot of cool presents and, uh, and uh, it was very stress-free, so I got no arguments with that. And I hit 20,000 subscribers on Christmas. Holy shit. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. What about you, Lisa? Yeah. I I saw you've been selling a lot of CDs lately. I've been doing okay, man. I I sell a lot of white crone CDs, uh, mostly to uh, Germany. And so I have to go to the post office, and they got to fill out these forms with all these really long street Mm -hmm. names and shit. (laughs) You got to do it twice. I drive twice. I drive the postman crazy, but uh, no, it's been pretty good and selling some blue CDs. And also, I've been cleaning house lately, which has been grueling and awful. And we've had a problem with mice and all this bullshit. But look what I found in a box. Wow. Look at that from 1986, nice. man. Wow. The Starry awesome. Night here in Portland. Yep, somebody handed me this flyer outside that club. And I kept the flyer, and it went to the show. Beautiful. Very nice. Really cool. Good memories. So that was a fatal portrait, I would believe, right? Tor? Oh. Well, more you know importantly I don't think so. for me than that. I don't know. I think it would have yeah. been. Yeah, it, had, it had to, it, it had to be. Because um, Peace Cells, they were headlining already. That had to be killed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was right before they started hitting it. Hmm. Yep, you're right. That would have been 1986. That would have been the Fatal Portrait tour, and that's actually when I when I got the uh, the Fatal Portrait T-shirt I wore last time. It's mm. it's I don't it's so fragile. I don't even want to wear it. You can't even <laughs> see it anymore. It's like see through. That's cool. Bro. <laughs> what, what are you drinking? I'm having a lovely cup of green tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just you guys have your color. beer. Have your cigarettes. I have diet Pepsi. I love green tea. I just, I can't drink it at night. The caffeine gets to me. I'll be up until four in the morning. Oh, I thought we were wearing the same shirt. Close. What do you got? Oh, we're both wearing yeah. the C-shirts. Oh, right oh, on. No, I've, I've got ghostly white. Yeah. Are you coordinating? No, just just happens. I, I just yeah. pick whatever is hanging around, like whatever I find first, whatever shirt, I just grab it. <clears throat> 
All right. Well, today we are up to Dead Again. The dreaded Dead Again album. You got the CD. I got the vinyl. And I got the vinyl, too. Oh, wow. Very cool. Nice. The vinyl's really cool, actually. And uh, actually, not too long ago, I listened to the vinyl, and I think it sounds better on vinyl than it does on CD. I, I never really did the comparison. No. Yeah. Well, I, I listen it to, to I listen to it today on CD, yeah. not the vinyl. Well, give a listen to the vinyl and and pay close attention because uh, I liked it more on the vinyl than I did listening <laughs> it to it earlier today. I don't know, maybe just the way the the production is because this is a very weird production for Merciful Fate. I think the, I probably... will do that, Master Wayne. You will. You better. If yes, you don't, yes, a master. <laughs> Maybe it was mixed for vinyl, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very possible. But, yeah, uh, I haven't heard it on vinyl. Well, you should. I'm not really in any hurry to sit through this record again, which is why <laughs> after I listened to it, I got high and listened to Creator. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I, I mean, this... rock! Yeah, you, this, this album is not uh, something that you put on to rock, too. I don't think this is a very different Merciful Fate record uh, between production. Yes, redundancy uh, in the shadows. Oh, but not as good. No, uh, that's what I I mean. It's a grower. It's it's boring. It's it is a grower. I I think it's a grower, and it's got some old school elements. Every now and then, some really old style Merciful Fate licks will get in there, and I think that's Hank Sherman's doing. Yeah, probably. But uh, just I nothing also as great really as like Mike Weed's solos on this. He brings a lot of uh, how he played in Hexen House to this band, which I don't know if you guys know. I think Ralph might, but that's probably it. Hexen Hell? Hexen House. House. No, I, I've never heard that. Oh, okay. They were a thrash band. Late 80s, Mike Weed played in them. They're pretty good, like tech thrash. Nice. I'll send you something. I've never heard them either. Um, but one thing I noticed that was really cool was the album cover. And it's pretty much uh, the same cover as Don't Break the Oath. You know, it's got the outline stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. And I was a little disappointed once I put it on. <laughs> but anyway. Personally, I think that, bra- that drab brown color of the cover is yeah. pretty fucking representative. Of- <laughs> uh- <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> yeah. one thing that really bugged me about this I mean they do play some cool riffs but there's this one particular progression they do and I swear to god they repeat it in every song I listened to this twice today it bothered me that much it keeps showing up again and again yeah it it has a theme there's definitely a theme in this album and uh, yeah we'll get into it but uh, oh, and one thing I wanted—I was just looking through like the credits and stuff—and um, an executive, I think it was executive producer, assistant engineer, Chris Estes from uh, King Diamond, the bass player, mm-hmm. also worked on this album too. I guess they worked a lot with each other because since he joined the band, he did a lot of things. He did some artwork, I think, for Voodoo and some production stuff for Voodoo as well. And I guess maybe some of the other albums too. But I guess they were really. Close with uh, working with the music for each other. Wish, wish Chris, you would still come on the show, but I gave up asking. 
Yeah, that would have been cool. It would have been cool. Maybe one day. But anyway, uh, let's start with the first song, Torture. Um, Probably my favorite song of this whole album. You know, um, it's a little bit all over the place, but it's a good song. I like the chorus. Typical Merciful Fate track. Uh, But right off the bat, bat, I noticed the album just sounds totally underproduced, I think. And uh, Mm. his vocals had this weird effect on him. I they had a weird effect on the last album too, but this one is just like I don't know. There's like two vocals going on at the same time, and they kind of <clears throat> one's going off from each. I don't know. It's just very strange, and it, he does it throughout the whole album. But I don't. This is my favorite song. You know, there's a lot of cool parts in this one, and you know, that's that's it. I, I really had no not much to say about this one. Excuse me, I left my drink over there. Don't let that happen again. <laughs> We all had drinks. We were all ready. And you got to get up and get a drink. He is so rude. Who do you think you are? <laughs> he can't even hear because he don't have the head. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, sh- 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 stop talking about him. I did not hear a thing. Oh, good. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello. Cheers. Your I got some crystal white mango. Crystal light. You shouldn't drink that stuff. It's got aspartame in it. I drink two cups of that a day. I would too. And which kind? A mango tea, green tea. Mango tea. The (laughs) best one. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Somebody's calling me on my phone to make a noise. All right, what do you think about uh, torture, Ralph? Do you like torture? Um, I like it. I like torture. I like the song torture too. Um, Same subject matter as the eye. And if you want to get technical, even Melissa. Uh, nowhere as good as either of them, but it has its moments. You know, I like uh, the confess witch, confess right. before you die, and yes, yes, I am the witch. May Satan take you all. And the souls are pretty kick uh, kick ass, and also uh, k- kind of blackmoreish at one part. Mm. And as a whole, it's an okay song, but it has some really amazing parts. And by the way, I love this album. It's my really? least favorite. Yeah, it's my least favorite Merciful Fate album. But I put it above many bigger bands albums, you know, which is like... <laughs> wrong. <laughs> not. Yeah, not. <laughs> wow. Lisa? Yeah, well, I like I said, I think it's a grower. I'll agree with you that this song is kind of all over the place. It's got some really cool parts but they seem a little disjointed in the transitions. So I think the arranging could have been a little more smoothed out. Hank Sherman wrote the tune. It's a cool mathy kind of a riff. It's got a groovy verse, discordant stuff. I like the, what I really like about this song and about the album is Charlie D'Angelo and his bass playing and the mix. It's this really uh, fuzzy kind of overdriven bass. And he's moving around. A lot of times, you know, the bass player will just play along with with the guitar players. But he moves around. He's got some ideas. He's got some independence in there. And Mike Weed, man. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention Mike Weed. Guitar hero shit on this record. So, yeah, I like this song. You know, like I said, I think they could have, I think Hank, Maybe with King could have worked out some of the transitions a little better between the different parts. But mm. other than that, I think it's a good opener. It builds, starts out kind of, you know, mid tempo and then kicks into high gear. So, yeah. 
Yeah, man. You just mentioned Mike Weed. I, I forgot. This is his first album, and uh, you know, it's it's it doesn't have the same sound as the Michael Dinner and Hank Sherman guitar no, duo. They're very different. Very, very completely different. Players. different. Very different players, yeah. so it kind of clashed a little bit in the way for me on this album, but mm. they made it work. Uh, Greg, um, yeah, I mean, I could just repeat what everybody else said pretty much same thing. <laughs> I like it, it's an okay song. The best parts for me are the guitars, especially Mike Weed, but um, it's okay, it sounds you know, kind of like typical merciful fate, but the disjointedness of it really bothers me. Like, I love parts of it, mm. not my favorite overall, but I do like it. One mm. of the few songs I like <laughs> as a whole, a whole. Well, uh, Lisa, you're, you're probably right. You said it's a grower, I hadn't listened to this record in a long time. Yeah, me neither. I've listened to it like four times recently, and I don't know. They, it really bugs me because this all seems so samey to me. It's like they're on autopilot for large parts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the album is pretty much like the one speed throughout the whole it. thing. Yeah, I mean, I still like it. It's still merciful fate. It's just this, I feel, is very below quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next song, into it, uh, The Night. I'm reading my thing here. Uh, I like the intro on this one. It was pretty cool. Anybody know who Old Nick is? Because he talks about Old Nick being by Satan. his side. Oh. It's a, nickname, it's a nickname for I've Satan. never heard that. It's really old-fashioned. Really? Yeah, That's yeah, very yeah. old-fashioned. It's something they'd say like an old-timey England or something. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure they say it in A Christmas Carol. Yes. Yeah. Do they? Which I think one? so. The devil. The one, old Saint Nick. No, no. that you think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's the first time I've ever heard that. But uh, one thing I don't like is how repetitive um, when he says, uh, find out who he really is or find out who she really is. He says that so many times throughout this song. And then he says it in that part where it changes. He says it again. And it's just like, all right, enough already. And I just, it, I just feel like the vocals are just way too repetitive with that stuff. But uh, again, it's a, another sloppyish type song, kind of like a little bit all over the place. But it's okay. I, I don't mind this song. It's a, it's a decent song. Ralph, I love this song. You love this it, song. It has riffs for days. I love it's... all the awesome changes. It's full of hooks. It's a catchy song. It gets stuck in my head sometimes. And that part that you talked about, I love it. It's okay. got this uh, infectious hooky thing to it, and uh, I think it's great. They made a video for the song, by the way. Yeah. They really. I don't think yeah, I it's, ever saw it. It's just, it's just like live, but they're okay. singing it, but mm. it's live compilation type thing, like yeah. Bell Witch. All right. I don't think I ever saw it. Lisa? Yeah, it's got a lot of cool riffs. It's just chock full of cool riffs. To me, I don't think it has like the hook. I mm. think the riffs are hooky, the guitar parts are hooky, but I'm not hearing like a vocal hook. There's mm. nothing as memorable about like the chorus. But it does it does kind of have that boom chuck, that Muppet groove that somebody has like, <laughs> Muppet dancing around. I always want to see like the count dancing around in this. <laughs> the, the bass is loud in the mix, and that always makes me very happy. But it is a dry mix. It's kind of a dry mix, which was kind of a 90s thing, was to dry up the mix. Hmm. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a product of its time. 
But uh, yeah, it's got old school riffs, good solos. You know, it's kind of utilitarian in that way. But there's nothing about this song that makes me go, oh, I'm going to lose some fate. So, hey, I'll put this song on, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. It's not one of the ones you could go to first. Yeah. Greg? This is one of two songs I absolutely love on here. Wow. And <clears throat> I guess I focus on the, the guitars more, so I really didn't think about a vocal hook. But this one is just super memorable because the riffs are awesome. They're awesome. Real hooky. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, since Forever. Who wants to go first? Let somebody else go first this time. Uh, Greg, we'll let you go first. Eh, it's okay. I don't really like this song. All right, Ralph. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's very different from Merciful Fate. You know, some odd changes from mellow to heavy. And I do find that interesting, especially the guitar work on it. I think it's very tasteful riffs all throughout the heavy section. And I love the spoken word. But as a whole, there seems to be something lacking to make it a complete song for me. I can't really put the finger on it. So I'll give it like a 6 out of 10. It's got its great moments, but then it's got moments that are like, uh, you should have worked on that a little more. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what the the main problem is with this album. I, I think the band was just so new with each other that they really didn't gel very well yet, you know? I don't know how long Mike Weed and, and uh, Hank Sherman were together to write the songs, but... And that also worries me about what King Diamond's doing now. Yes. Because... Back then, he was working on a King Diamond album and this album uh, at the same time. And mm-hmm. I just heard a recent King Diamond interview. Mm-hmm. He's working on the King Diamond album and Merciful Fate at the same time. I don't like that. Kind of yeah. like, you got to be dedicated to one thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Actually, well, if he's I... inspired, you know? Yeah. Right. He wrote this song. So I looked at the credits of who wrote each song. And he did write this song, and I don't think Mike Weed did any songwriting. I mean, he may have contributed. Of course, players do contribute. Mm-hmm. But it's either it's Hank Sherman and mostly King Diamond who did the writing on this song. Huh. I like it. I think it's it's trippy. It, it, it grew on me. At first, I'm like, what is this? Have they been, like, drinking mushroom tea or something, man? What's going on? <laughs> but it's got cool bass line. There's this part where the bass line matches the vocal, and that's pretty cool. But I mean, just the song is trippy, and it's just it's goofy. The yeah. song, the song, kind of goofy about this song, but there's something endearing about that. So it kind of grew on me after a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool song. Again, it's a little all all over the place for me, but it it reminds me, you know, that song, um, one down, two to go from Voodoo. Yeah, there's some parts in this song that kind of rip right off of that song. Mm. Like the, there's a uh, an acoustic section, and I think uh, somewhere else, like after that, it's just the same chords from the Voodoo song. And this was recorded around the same time, or released around the same time as Voodoo. So again, he's working on this and Voodoo. So he kind of like you know has a little bit of each album. He there. got confused. I guess so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this song's cool. You know, it's all right. It's still not one of my favorites, but you know, it's not a bad song. Uh, the lady who cries. I let Ralph go first. Well, uh, you were saying how they borrowed a riff from Voodoo. I hear a riff from Puppet Master, the song Christmas in this song, and I also hear a little Black Sabbath "Children of the Grave" riff going on. Really, uh, this song is a grower. I think it's one of the best on here, but we'll admit the end. It 
the way it ends is like a thud. Mm. I'm like, that's it. But everything else is awesome to my ears. I think it's a it's a decent song. Uh, there's worse on here. Yeah, definitely. Um, Lisa. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. It's weird because I like I, I'm an arranging you know nut. I'm really into the arrangement, mm. and so it's got this halftime intro and this really fuzzy overdriven bass. I always listen to the bass, and then it goes into this headbanger kind of a you know children of the grave and then it goes into this straight eight beat and then it goes into this boom chuck beat and then it goes into the and so it's like it does like five different very different beats that could be five different songs within like a minute right it's just like five different songs in a minute and that's like king diamond arranging you know, that's really awesome. And all these cool things that turn on a dime and, you know, the song ends abruptly. What what the hell? And and then they're like, fuck it. Let's go to a solo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting song. And I'd say this this might be one of my favorite songs on the record, if not my favorite. One of my two favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I like this song too. Uh, this is where I finally started liking some of the stuff on this album. Uh, what really makes this song better, though, is the chorus. It's very melodic. Uh, and again, I hear a lot of uh, similarities for some stuff that's on Voodoo. Uh, you know, it's just somehow he's just got Voodoo songs stuck in here. Greg? Sounds a lot like that record. It reminds me a little bit of some parts of End of the Unknown, too. But mm. I like this song. It's pretty good, but the ending does bug me. Yeah, it just uh, kind of falls flat, but um, they do some pretty cool stuff. Yes, they do. Uh, next song, Banshee. This one I like. I mean, I mm-hmm. think maybe it's kind of weird that I like this one because it is very weird lyrics, but um, there's some cool uh, sounds going in between, like the verses where he's doing like those growls or those uh, wolf type sounds or whatever he's doing. I like that, and then I also like the chorus, and I like that dual guitar thing in there as well, in between the chorus. That mm-hmm. that's really cool. But uh, what made me laugh a little though is at the end he says, "Could it be me?" And he always ends like songs like this with, you know, "Could it be me?" You know. So I, th- I think that's funny, but uh, good song. I like this song, very catchy. Lisa. Yeah, I like it too. I think it, it it's it's like, like a horn pumper, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. It's got some cool pentatonic riffs. It's got a melodic chorus. It's kind of Sabbathy in, in a lot of it. And really, the main thing is just that is some guitar hero shit going on. And it's kind of a theme that that I hear in this, you know, that double lead that he does, the two mm-hmm. guitar leads that he paired up together. That's just so great. And uh, I think that's kind of a theme that I see. I, I, I think the songwriting is lacking on the album, but mm. the performances are great. So if if the band just was gelling, still gelling, I think musically they gelled wonderfully. But maybe there wasn't a lot of input with each other on arranging and, hey, maybe we should do this here, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Cause, yeah. uh, but the performance is fucking killer. Yeah. Pardon Greg. me, friend. It's all right. Greg. Other than the lead work, yeah, it's just a typical merciful fate song. It's just boring to me. It just it sounds like they weren't trying. They just went in and put something out to put something out. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Ralph. 
Well, I gotta agree, man. The the solos on this song are just phenomenal. Hmm. But this song to me is a clunker. Really? I can't defend yeah. this one. <laughs> I think it's pretty weak. It's directionless. I'm yeah. not a fan of this one. It just sounds like he took different themes and pieces out of his merciful fate bag, so to speak, and just threw it together. It's well, he was running late. He had to go to the voodoo session, so he just, <laughs> just fuck it, leave it like that. Well, that works for me. I love voodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah voodoo was awesome. But there's not much payoff in the chorus, I don't think. Well, I, I like the I like payoff. I forgot to show this, and you, Lisa, you should, uh, tweeted me <laughs> this picture with the new uh, King Diamond. Yeah, picture. the yeah. old school one. Oh, yeah. he looks pissed. He does look pissed. I don't. What I don't like though, they took the picture from the other one, from the Merciful Fate, the other Merciful Fate one they have, and they just put the old makeup on it. Yeah, they made it less green. Yeah, I but, have the yeah. other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got them all except for the ones. I bet that saved them a hug. lot of money in fucking licensing, though. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but those those things are pretty cool. I like those things. Um, oh god, next song, <laughs> Mandrake. <laughs> oh my god where do I begin with this one uh, well, I wrote here this song is terrible it's fucking goofy it is fucking weird uh, <laughs> uh, I hate the vocals on this the music is just all over the place uh, the lyrics are stupid uh, I think he had... <laughs> yes uh, yeah. I think he could have uh, told maybe told the story a better way you know maybe he didn't have to say what it was. You could have maybe made a mystery what it was or what it does or whatever it is about the plant. Um, but I feel like he took a class to be like a botanist or something and he's just teaching us, you know, what, what to do with this plant or something. I don't know. Just poorly written. The only cool thing is the in the song and throughout this whole album is this the guitar solos in the middle of the song and at the end. There's a really, really cool guitar solo. And that's the coolest thing in this whole entire song. The rest of it is garbage. I hate this song. <laughs> Proud me too. Not a fan. Uh, yeah, I do love the solos, yeah. uh, but it's a, it's kind of unusual. Uh, you know, most of this is kind of filler. There is little sections I do like, yeah. but that doesn't make a good song. So, mm. you I, know, the music I, saves it, but those lyrics are just totally ridiculous. I think it's about a magician. Oh, it's a plant. Uh, oh, was it's it? About a <laughs> it's a mandrake plant. Well, there's Wait. a Mandrake magician too. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. Yes. Oh. Deep purple right. I, well, I thought the same thing, Ralph. Don't feel bad. No, that, I mean, <laughs> I, I I thought it was about the magician because Deep Purple has a song called uh, yep. Mandrake Root that is about the magician, which is still an instrumental, but still. No, he makes sure so, that he lets you know that he is singing about a plant. Yeah. And he says <laughs> That's so black metal. I'm trying oh to Oh my god. Yeah. There's some cool riffs yeah, that so, so sound good. like early merciful fate to me. There's some cool riffs in there. At one point it breaks down to like this weird blues beat. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? The solo section is dynamite. There's some drum hero shit going on. I actually like the hammy vocal performance. But the <laughs> lyrics, the lyrics are fucking goofy. And he's like sexualizing this yeah. plant and singing and telling you. It's kind of like uh, Alexander the Great. 
Remember Maiden, you know, the lyrics to Alexander the Great. Well, he did this and then he did that. And then he met this guy and then he killed that guy. And it's just like, it is a plan and it looks like this. <laughs> yeah, it's just. The other thing that bothers me too, he goes, Mandrake a root. Mandrake a root. Mandrake a root. So fucking weird. Greg, I think we know your thoughts on uh, this one. Yeah. Uh-uh. Worth listening <laughs> to for the guitar solos, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. Another one, sucking your blood. Do we need another vampire song? I, I, we, I need this song. You need this song. I like this song. You like this song. I mean, I he already did return the vampire. You know, but do we? It's need... So schlocky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you did the return the vampire. I mean, you're not going to top that. So I, I would have just, you know, not done another one. I don't know. I don't like it. Ralph. I like it. You like I it? I love it. You love this song? Of course yeah. you would. I think it should have been placed earlier, like right after the night. It would have been a great one-two punch. It might have helped. I think this one is catchy and and sound more complete than the last two songs. And uh, I wouldn't change anything about it. I think it's a killer, straightforward metal song. And that, oh, 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 sucking your blood. I, I love that shit. <laughs> that, I, that I hate. I don't like that. I love that. Yeah, but but you got to remember, Wayne. You like this. <laughs> hey, I don't own the vinyl though. You do, so <laughs> I have two. Oh, and he has two. You have the yellow one. No, I don't. Don't I that have, suck uh, that I have the the yellow one and you don't? And I, I never play this crap. No, because I have the Japanese first press. You always got Japanese. <laughs> Although, wasn't that the remaster they did? The yellow one? Yeah, I have the original yeah, that... CD with the little hologram. You oh, guys, that's cool. You guys know that one? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it came with a little hologram sticker inside. That's cool. Now that I wish I had, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Greg, suck your blood. I like this one. It it uh, It picks back up here. You know, like Ralph was saying, it should have been placed earlier because it would be a one-two punch. Um, I just, I stopped short of calling it a favorite because it's not super memorable, but it's still a good song. And it's fun to listen to, and it's catchy while it's on, you know. I think, it, I'm telling you, I think it would have benefited earlier in the album because after Banshee and Mandrake, you're kind of like, oh, man. See, it doesn't really put you in a good mood for the next track. Mm-hmm. No, that's why I think it kind of suffers. I, I think it would have been very, and, and it sounds like something that should have came on after the night, you know. Yeah. I have to listen to it on its own, see if I feel different because I do like it. Yeah, I never liked it, Lisa. Well, you're yeah, I, it, but... I like I like this song, and the lyrics are super hammy, and it's you know just classic schlocky horror, you know, subject matter. And the the whole back end of the song is a good headbanger, you know. And uh, oh, and, and Hank Sherman does a really killer solo in this. He does a pretty ripping solo in this tune. So mm. I, I I like it. I think it's it's on that schlocky end of uh, of King Diamond, Merciful Fate, but not all not to the Mandrake. <laughs> like, it's not quite that bad. So, 
I think I Mandrake's like the, the worst Merciful Fate song ever. It has to be, right? It I might be. So. You know what? We should do a whole show about like the corniest, the corniest Merciful Fate King Diamond songs. We could do that. They should do a music what? video for this. They could have like the Count actually doing someone in. That'd be rad. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be rad if it was Count Chocula. <laughs> Come on, man. You know his teeth succumbed to gingivitis long ago. All that shit is cereal. You can't fight shit. Next song, Dead Again. Holy crap. Um, when I first heard this song, actually, when I first heard this whole album, I hated the whole thing, and I hated the song. The you know It was terrible, but after a while... I got used to it and I started to really like it. And I like it because it's it's weird. It just everything is just so it just so mixed up and messed up and the lyrics he's going insane throughout the whole thing and he's seeing things and that orchestra thing in the middle with the guitars and um it's just a, a totally whacked out song and it's really cool but I think he tried to almost make like a, a Satan's Fall type song with this. Well, of course. And it, but it doesn't work as good as Satan's Fall whatsoever. But it still is a cool song. I like. I, I really like this song, Ralph. It's the longest Merciful Fate song to date. Oh, is it longer than that one too? It's longer than Satan's it's Fall. It's 13, 13 minutes. I believe Satan's Fall is like eleven. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think it's thirteen minutes of metal mastery. It's like the nineties version of Satan's Fall. Not as good, but still a fucking masterpiece to me. It starts off a bit slow, and it gets better as it goes on. When it speeds up, it's fucking amazing. Then it oh, goes yeah. into that very weird section for a bit, and mm. then crawl, you know, then cracks, cranks the fuck back up, and uh, you know, and that I am the orchestra part is so demented. Yeah, yeah, I that, love it. You know, and that goes into that amazing solo that screams perfection. Mm. The band is right along, just killing it. I absolutely love this song, but I still haven't mentioned my favorite song off this album. Oh, wow. that is one of the greatest. Merciful Fate songs ever, I think. Ever? Holy shit. Yeah, well, I know, because we only got two songs the left. Same as mine. Uh, well, it's hard It's hard for me to pick any Merciful Fate song that's not on Melissa and Don't Break the Oath that's better than any of those songs. So I can't say it's better, but as far as the 90s shit go, this hmm. would definitely make my top five. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Greg? Stick around, kids. You'll find out what song that is. Well... <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess I'm happy being wrong. I hate this song. It just sounds like Merciful Fate trying too hard to sound like Merciful Fate to me. Mm -hmm. Satan's Fall, it is not. Totally fails, except that blistering guitar solo. I hate Uh everything else about this song. (laughs) No, thank you. They just sound like they're trying too hard. It it really, it bugs me. There's just no personality there. I felt the same way, too. If anybody dark. doesn't understand what Ralph was doing to us, is we did a uh, Screams from the Grave show. I that. laughed my ass off watching that. <laughs> you guys are hysterical. You should take that on the road. I love that album. <laughs> it is a good album. Uh, Lisa. You know, I like this song and it's another grower, but it's it's kind of like what are they taking with, you know, mm-hmm. dropping acid or something? Because it's like far out. 
And it's got this, you know, classical guitar intro, and it's very far out. And then all of a sudden, we're in Sabbath Town for a mm. while. And I think the vocals are killer. I think all the performances are killer. Uh, it, it, it's got these big rock sections in there. And, but that, that I see an orchestra. I see an orchestra. I hear I killed this orchestra. I love those moments. I love it. I when I listen to King Diamond or Merciful Fate, and I run into a, a part and I hadn't heard it before, and I remember hearing this long ago when I first heard this song, and I heard that, and I just started busting a gut <laughs> laughing because it was so bizarre but it is such a weird whoa look at all the colors you know it is yeah. such a weird and he even sings this is such a weird weird song you know yeah, and it yeah. is and uh the, the number 666 that's my door like he's on uh a game show or something yeah. you know? it, it's it's cool it's it's weird and I, I like I like it. It's it's I don't think it's one of the songs that I would go, you know, hey, I'm gonna listen to Merciful Fate. Gee, maybe I'll listen to that again. You know, but it's it's got its it's got some strong moments in it. Yeah, and it it's fucking weird. It is weird. And and you know, if anybody really doesn't there notice, but all it's all inside the artwork on the album there cover. It is. Which is really cool. I like that's that's one thing I like about the album cover. Or about the album in general is the cover. Doodoo Brown. Doodoo yes. Brown cover. Doodoo Brown. <laughs> Next song is Fear. This one just sounds like a typical Merciful Fate song to me. I like it. Not too much going on. Uh, again, a lot of weird vocal choices, but it's a decent song. Now, whose favorite song is this? Ralph, not is this mine. your favorite? No. Wow. I, so I, I think it starts no. off with a killer riff, and it, and it keeps it heavy, mm-hmm. but then it goes into some not-so-killer sections that kind of drag it's not really a terrible song i love the heavy sections with all the meaty riffs Mm. uh but Mm. it's not perfect it's not perfect but at least it's not as laughable I it's know I gonna, suck. I'm you sorry. remember it's the never going to get old. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah, dude. There, I, I talked to Wayne about the dirt. Half of it I really like. Yeah, it's a good album. It's great. Love it's better it. than this one. No, <laughs> that's a negative. <laughs> Lisa, fear. Hey. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool, like single note guitar stuff. Oh, by the way, Ralph, go like this. Oh, you yeah. Got some on your lip. Other, Other side. side. Other side. Other side. No, not that oh, side. The oh, other oh, there side. Go. There you go. All right. Yeah, how many it. looks I got, man? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of Sabbath-y. It's got some cool chord changes in the chorus. I like that. It's got some cool chord movement. It's got some nice guitar melodies. It's got kind of inventive. Um, It goes, ba-na-na-na-na kind of stuff and you know the drums go boom chuck so it rocks but you know there's not it's not the most memorable song and it's not something that that i would just seek out but it's cool it's it's i think i think the strength of it are the inventive chord changes in the chorus so you know there's some chromatic movement there so that kind of saves the song for me yeah Greg, 
It's okay. Just basically a filler track, though. I mean, I like it. There's nothing really particularly bad about it. It's a lot of fun to jam to when it's on, but it's just not particularly memorable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a decent song. Now we get to the last song Crossroads. Let us ride with the bass I thought this song was very similar musically to Gypsy. Yep. Very similar. Chicks dig it. Yep. And, um,. No, I mean it's not as it, yeah, it's 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 good. It's as good as Gypsy, but just you know, vocally it's not as good. I don't like it's not as lyrically as good either, but still cool song. Um, not a bad ending to the album. Cool chorus. I really like the chorus. It's my favorite part of the whole thing. Uh, not crazy about the verses, but decent song nonetheless. And it's you know, good ending song for the album. Ralph, tell us why this is your favorite song. Leave the best for last. Yeah, best That's song right. on the album. Great drumming on that hi hat. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of what Kim Rose did on Devil's Eyes, uh, and oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's one of the greatest King Diamond vocal performances. He goes off on yes. this song, like you know, and that abrupt ending sounds mm-hmm. like a mistake. And I always thought it was a mistake, but I remember hearing, I mean, reading, um, "Rest in Peace, Alan Temple," my good grandpa metal. I got to bring him up, mm. dude. I met. I was at a record store one day. And this guy, he looks like Santa Claus in his 60s big white beard. <laughs> and he goes up to the guy who's my friend, the guy cashier, and he goes, and he goes, you know, just call me Blitz from Overkill. <laughs> and I turn around, I see this old guy I go, what'd you just say, dude? Anyway, I used to go to his house and and I used to smoke weed back then. I used to get stoned and read his Metal Maniacs right. magazines. And there was a King Diamond interview. It was at that time. And uh, he said that that was, that was on purpose. The way they ended the song. Huh. And it always bothered me. And now I get it. It's it's just so fucking out there. It's like beep. It's like what wait, what do I have? <laughs> but I love it now because I'm I'm expecting it. And right. when it happens, I'm like, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. It's so unusual. No no band ends a record like that except Blue the Cult on um oh goddamn my favorite song off Secret Treaties before Astronomy. God damn it. Why am Flaming I having telepaths? The way that ends, the joke's on you. It just ends. Yeah, this is kind and of the joke, joke. And then yeah. the music box starts. Yeah. And then, but this one doesn't have a next song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just bam. You know, it's like cut. And I thought it was a mistake. I go, wait a second, did I get a fucking uh, a flawed CD here? <laughs> and then when I read the magazine, I go, okay, I don't have to buy it again. <laughs> but I love it. I give this one a solid ten. Definitely my top five of. Later at Merciful Fate song, maybe number five. Yeah, yeah, definitely a cool song. Lisa, and get this D'Angelo wrote this song alone. Huh? Yes, yes, Charlie D'Angelo wrote this song. It's got that pants and boots kind of dance beat, chicks dig it. It's got that gypsy thing, uh, and Rototom dig it too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's got Rototoms, it sounds like to me. Yeah, uh. It gets kind of yeah, it gets all Sabbathy at the end, kind of, and then yeah, and then it stops. But here's the thing about so I was looking for different versions of this because I didn't remember anything about how it, how it stopped. And I'm looking, I'm like listening on you know a streaming service. I'm like, well, it just stops. And then oh. I go, oh, I'm gonna check out YouTube. Oh, oh it just stops. And then <laughs> the you think, oh, that's really clever. Oh, that's really cool, really unusual. But the the producer in me thinks. 
something really went wrong. <laughs> and they were like, well, we could fade it out. But then you still hear that part and you have to start fading it too soon. And I don't know. Well, what if we just cut it? What if we put another? Well, let's not record another ending. So there's part of me that just makes me think, you guys are just trying to disguise something that was messed up. And that's why you did that. But who knows? I don't know. But it is a cool song. I I, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite songs. I still don't think it has much. Because I'm always looking for the King Diamond vocal hooks, you Mm. know. But I'm not really hearing that so much in this song but it's it's got some it's just it got some rocking shit in there so i like it yeah greg why is this one of your favorite songs because <laughs> oh, it's awesome this is pure 100 percent merciful fate perfection here man the drums the guitar riffs the solos it, this is one of the his best vocal performances of the 90s he i agree he sounds insane. He sounds yes. insane when he screams out Diana, that's one of the most forceful screams he's done since Don't Break the Oath. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the Oh yeah, totally. And the and the chorus is great. It's super catchy. Yeah, Charlie did a great job here. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's interesting because uh uh what's his name from uh Iron Maiden, the third Adrian guitar player. Oh, no, no. Yannick Gears. Yannick Gears. There's Play a couple songs three. that he wrote that were like, <laughs> it was kind of like he wrote a great Iron Maiden song back when he was the new guy. Yeah. But he wrote like, okay, I'm in Iron Maiden. I know all the music. I'm going to channel that. And here it comes out. And he wrote like one of their, you know, some of their best, you know, music from the 2000s. And then here comes Charlie, you know, he wasn't there at the very beginning, but he channels what was there at the beginning. That's really, that's pretty damn cool. I'm really impressed with that dude. I'll tell you one thing I come away with this album. The main thing I come away is how impressed I am with that dude. Yeah. Yeah. They all did very good. You know, yep. they all played their shit they good. All, and, uh, I just wish the album sounded a little bit better. I wish it was produced a little better, mixed a little better, whatever. Maybe I would like the songs a little better and maybe take oh, Mantrake yeah. off. But um, <laughs> I meant to say something about that earlier uh, when Lisa brought that up. I noticed that about the graveyard, too. And then recently I was listening to um, some other artist albums from around this time. And that seemed to be kind of like a trend around mm-hmm. 97, yeah. 98. They seemed, you know, everyone describes it as a back to the basics things, but they're mm. not. They're just making it kind of muddy. Right. And yeah, that's I that's what I felt it sounded like. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'd like to hear the vinyl or just hear it remastered in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some reason, when I put this vinyl on, it it just sounded better to me, and I and I actually liked it a little bit more. And then when I listened to it later this afternoon again, or twice today, I listened to it. And uh, I don't know, it just doesn't sound the same on a streaming service or whatever. Just, I don't know, the vinyl just sounds a little bit warmer to me. The songs just sounded, uh, maybe it was was remixed in a way. I don't know. It just sounded different to me. Well, back then, people weren't listening to streaming. So who's, you know, who's mixing for 320? Who's mixing for these formats, you know, for an MP3 format in the late 90s? Nobody. They're mixing for vinyl. Or CD, 
and that's and that's pretty much it. And it sounds and that sounds like from what you're you're saying that they I think it's a good mix. I think it's a balanced mix. I think it's too clean of a mix. I think they could have made it wetter, mm. which is weird coming out of me because I'm usually dry it up, dry it up. But <laughs> you know, I think you you probably you're probably right. They probably mixed it for vinyl. Mm. Although I wonder if uh, they had a vinyl for this when it came out though. They did. No. They ha- did. They have vinyl back then. Uh, it was kind of like non-existent. Really, um, I think. Well, then maybe they remixed it for that. This is one of the ones I don't believe had an original vinyl at the time. But yeah. they re- they did. They- yeah, they did remaster this you- one with yeah. the rest of yeah. them when they Absolutely put it on vinyl. They yeah. Absolutely, they will. Well, that's Another- cool. Which really I, I would also really like to hear House of Gato on vinyl. But this isn't mm. I have it on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. How, how does it sound, Ralph? Sounds good. Sounds good. It probably sounds better than a CD. A CD sounds very dry. It I'll does. It sounds listen. a little compressed. That's yeah. why I'm curious. I'd like yeah. to. Yeah, and I can't wait till we get to that. That's another one. I love the poster. Well, I love the that, uh, that record. Oh, that's cool. I mean, oh damn, that is awesome. Ooh, yeah. And, and it has like the the time album cover there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty cool. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. I just got a pretty cool live bootleg actually. Uh, yeah, I never really noticed the dice or six six six. I can't remember where it's at. Everything, every, it's... all the stuff from that song is in that picture. Yeah, like the in the shadow ghosts there. Nah. Oh. Nice. What was the live uh, thing you got? Um, I can't remember where it's at. I'd have to take my headphones out and grab it, but uh, it's live. It, it's a soundboard recording from Copenhagen in like 1982. I have that. It's uh, on a C U N T. It's called. Yeah. Uh, well, mine's called Doom by the Living Dead, released by a bootleg company called Metal Memories. I used to buy a lot okay. of CDs in record stores back then that were bootleg. I have two of them. One's called Crush the Cross, and that's where he says the Lord Prayer backwards. He actually says the yeah. Lord Prayer backwards. And uh, that one you just talked about, I have that. That's a soundboard. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe, awesome. I'm, I'm not sure. I think that's the one that has Return of the Vampire, right? Yep. Or, yeah, they play oh, it does. Yeah, they, they actually play that live on that show. Yeah, and I believe, I believe that's before Melissa. I could be wrong when that was recorded. Wow. Yeah, I think it's like November of '82. Ah, oh, hell, I'll just get it. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll go grab mine too. Oh, <laughs> I'll go. Wait, I don't have. It. <laughs> anyway, you... what's what what? If I you would. had it, you'd have to go hunting for it in that I massive would. collection that's well, there it's, behind. It's in alphabetical order, so I could just oh, go it like, is. you know, M is like over here somewhere. Okay, yeah. I can see the J section right now. Yeah, of course. You can see where the uh, remastered Judas Priest is. Everybody knows yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Anthrax ones always stick out, too, because they all have the white spines from Island uh, Records. Ah, okay. Remember those? All right. Return the of Living Dead. This is the one that he yeah, has. Oh, that's cool. And oh, you can see the metal memories. Yeah. And then the other one I have that's another soundboard is Crush the Cross, which is from Holland, June of 83. 
Both wow. Excellent. Both excellent. Somebody's going to have to send me one. So, or both what was the first one you had, Ralph? MP3s. Um, this one. This is the one you got. That one's called Return. It's just called Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the one with uh, Chris. Uh, where is it? Mm-hmm. Denmark 82, Copenhagen. Yeah. Yeah, on, this, this, actually, this actually gives a little bit more information about the concert. Oh, I have seen that. Uh, I've seen that yeah. online. But this is the concert was actually on October 5th, 1982, and they were opening for Uriah Heap. Nice. Which is one of King's Heroes uh, bands. Yeah. And I think... Oh, yeah, Ravon, Ravon Records. No, oh, this is Ravon. Is this Ravon? God. Oh, too funny. That is wrong, man. You should put a picture of of the cover and that uh, record on Facebook and see what happens. I should grab. I have a lot of Merciful Fate bootleg vinyl. You guys want to see it? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Hold on. Yeah, I don't have. I only have one uh, bootleg uh, CD. I got a bootleg of the first show they played in the U.S. I showed you guys that last time. God, I should take the shrink wrap off of this. It's fucking... Don't do it! Yeah, I never take the shrink wrap off. Well, it's um, starting to bend the cover. You know, oh, the shit. You need to take it off. Yeah. That happened to me already. I do. Th- this one here, I was yeah. able to leave it's the, the only bootleg I have is that one. I actually bought this yeah. sealed. When I first got it, oh, cool. I, almost, I almost wore my creator shirt. Should have worn. I would have matched your background, eh? Uh, oh yeah, today was a creator day. Uh, Every day is a creator except, day. Except I had to listen to "Pleasure to Kill" on CD. Except when it's a destruction day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right, the first one has day. no title uh, whatsoever. Okay. Wow! What oh, the I've hell? I never seen that. And this is a. Uh, Hilversum, 1984. The only 150 were made. Mm. And I think this is, and look, it's no, nothing written on the label. And, you know, that's all. There's really no information on this one. This is my personal favorite. This is amazing. This is a two-album set of demos Mm. uh, called uh, The Vampire's Back. And it has an old picture. I believe that's the. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. No, that's uh. Oh man, I can't remember his name. I, I yeah, it's not Kim Rose. And the 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 gate the gatefold is amazing. Yeah, All that's cool. Collage and shit. Yeah. And yeah, it has a lot of uh, you know, like you asked for it. It has a lot of the other stuff, but it also has this song called "Running Away." Uh, Shadows Night, really, you know, and then mm. some earlier stuff like Truck Driver and uh, Killing for Love, Not Amused, The Witch, Burning the Crosses on here. That's the same version on, uh... anyway. And these are two that everybody knows that I got in the 80s. Probably the first one I ever bought. Oh, yeah. Yep, I like a, that cover. I have that one. That cover. Uh, from, the, from the depths of hell. Uh, this is a, a really strange one right here. And I have this on picture disc on my wall. Nuns for Slaughter. What the hell? <laughs> now that one I've never seen before. I've seen yeah. that cover, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, this, ha- this is all uh, like Black Funeral, Ebony Sessions 82, Death Kiss 81, Hard Rockers on here, Combat Zone, Some Days, 
really strange stuff. I think not all of it is Merciful Fate. And this one I also bought in the age. I guess this is the last one. Um, Curse of the Pharaohs. Oh, yeah. which I got that one, too. Most of this is on Return of the Vampire. Yeah. But, yeah. And then I have this one on Picture Disc where, where it's just King Diamond. Mm. And I have it on my wall. <laughs> That's awesome. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah, and, and a plug for Miami Metal Merchant. It's a guy down here I call Babuglia because I don't know how to pronounce his name. I call him Babuglia. <laughs> and he, he's always at metal shows with a bunch of vinyl. And every time I spot a Merciful Fate bootleg, I'm like, I don't care what this sounds like. Yeah. I need this, you know? Yeah. Whoa, did you see that? No. Ghost? What was it? I told you there's a ghost yeah. in my house. He said there's a I ghost. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewind it. I, I didn't see, see anything. This thing just fell. went like this. Yep. You got to rewind it. I'll rewind it. Oh. Very interesting. Ralph. Uh, there's uh, a message from the ghost, Ralph. Yeah, the message from the ghost there's is, I'm afraid message. of you. You're not Ralph. afraid. <laughs> Ralph. Listen to the bell. You have something on your lips. You know, yeah, the ghost put that on me. That's what the ghost is trying to tell you. You have some shit on your lips. You have something in your head. Stop scaring me, Ralph. (laughs) All right. Uh, Lisa, anything new going on? Uh, well, I'm working on a tune. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a cover <laughs> song, and I'm not going to tell nobody nothing about it. Very interesting. Yeah, so it's just going to be a single. And so I've actually got someone from metal over here and someone from a blues, a, fr- a blues guitar player that shares my love of metal, and we're going to work on a cover song. Right. So, And it's going to be good. But uh, otherwise, I don't have too much... Too much cooking, man. What's Just, going on with uh, Splintered Throne? Uh, well, we are. That's true. We are working on getting scratch checks together. Finally, going to start recording a CD. Finally, going to start recording an album. But yeah, I'm sorry I didn't mention that. But it's mm. it's going slow. It's going mm. slow. There's just a lot going on in people's lives, and uh, but it's but it's starting to get tight. Yeah. I'm here because we're just sharing files, man. Right. They're starting to get tight, and it's nice to hear. They're killer songs. They're great songs. I know you guys are going to love these songs. Cool. You like cool. classic stuff. Can't right? wait to hear it. Yep. Yeah, I like their older stuff, so I can't wait to hear something with you on it, because the other albums don't have you on it. So Yeah, and this this is a little more aggressive. A lot right. of some of this material is more aggressive. Very yeah. cool. And then that Kiss cover song that we did, I'm waiting. The guy's going to re-sing yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. What's Mr. Song? Unknown, uh, Kiss, your favorite Kiss song. Oh boy! Reason to live. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it came, the music came out really cool though. So the guy that sang it, uh, unknown from Timeless Haunt, he's going to redo it. Yeah, and you're making fun of us for uh, fucking state of euphoria, and this guy's covering Reason to Live. I mean, that song gives me a reason to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I picked that song, but I, I don't know because you're just gay. Came yeah, dude, I swear. I told you don't I say that during the show. It, I, I, I can't say that during the show. Not during the I, show. Quit <laughs> your bitching. It was funny. Hey, but, it's um, okay for me to say because yeah. I'm gay too. I play a gay guy online. <laughs> well, I didn't want people to think that we're together, you know, because we keep that secret. 
Don't kiss a towel. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying, Greg? We are together, by the way. We're actually in the same room. I, he's got his finger up my the butt. The first time I ever ha- heard that song, I hated it so much, but I swore the lyric when he says, everyone's got a reason to live, and he says, everyone's got a dream. I thought he said, everyone's got a dream and a little girl inside. Ouch! <laughs> and that is the perfect definition of that song. Oh, it's like shit. watching a Rainbow Bright video. I just love it when uh, <laughs> I love it when Paul Stanley sings songs with the letter S in it. That's all I gotta say about it. Me too. That. And Shandy's perfect. Yeah, I got a body built for thinning and an appetite for passion. Yeah, love that shit. I'm Paul Stanley of Kelf. <laughs> have you heard his new? Have you heard his new soul project though? Oh, I actually yeah. like it. It's I have it. Do you know that I've had that album for like two months now? Yeah. Because really? this girl I know works at a record plant, and I got the test pressings. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, that's cool. I've, I've had it for like two months, and I really enjoy it. Though, you know, it's R and B music, and I like that old Motown shit. It's not greasy. It's I it's do very too. clean I just and tight. Don't like how he sings it. Well, the thing is that it's total auto tune. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't tell. You know what I? I can't stand what they do to Ozzy's voice. Mm-hmm. You know that auto tune shit. On this yeah. one, I can't tell the auto tune, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, Paul doesn't <laughs> sing that good now. That's definitely <laughs> auto tune. Duke can sing. He sang Family Opera, but Duke he can can't. Sing. He can't sing no more. At least I don't know. He if can hit them, but he can hit those falsetto notes. He can hit. He can sing that falsetto. He could do it. Yeah, I've heard him recently. Yes, I have. Actually. Did you watch the recent uh, Dubai show? Some promotional stuff. I don't think he can belt anymore. I don't think he can. Well, he uses, he uses tape. Anymore. He's been so. caught using tapes too live now. Yeah, he has. You can tell though. It's a rumor. I don't know. But you know, I mean, I, 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 I can't. A lot of people slam me. They're like, "Oh man, how can you like the Paul Stanley? You're always bashing the guy." I'm like. Dude, I, I am always bashing them, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to lie. I think it sounds good. The it's band's good, good show music. Yeah, the band's the amazing. Band's and there's nice. a lot of singing going on where it's not just him singing. Right. Great backing vocals. I dig that old Motown shit. So, But, you know, he's a hypocrite because he bashed Peter Chris for his 78 solo album, which is pretty much the same shit. Yeah. It's very yeah. Motown. Fuck Paul Stanley of Kill. <laughs> I, 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 I like, I like it because Peter Chris's solo album. I, I love like it. it. I used to hate it as a kid, though, but I was dumb. Mm-hmm. I, I love covered it now. a song. I covered a song. Which one? I covered "Hooked on Rock and Roll." Nice. Look it up, man. Lisa Mann, "Hooked on Rock and Roll." I will look it up for look sure. It up. You will like what, it. What does the fuck puppet think of the Soul, yeah, State, like uh, soul Station? Everything kiss does. <laughs> fuck puppet. <laughs> today, today on Twitter. Today on Twitter, somebody uh, said something to Gene about you would sell your you would sell your 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 shit if you could, and Gene said, yep. "Well, if I did, my shit would sell more than yours." <laughs> and then the fuck, then the fuck puppet said, "Gene, shit, oh my god, take my money." <laughs> you haven't seen you haven't seen the fuck puppet interview Paul Stanley. I have, yes. It was a it fucking is, hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, I it's will hilarious. have to look You have to see it. 
I would send it to you, Greg, but I'm blocked on Facebook. It's on um, YouTube. Just search for Puppet uh, Interviews Paul Stanley, right? I think that's yeah, it. yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, very, you're going to die laughing watching that shit. Yeah, it's very, be, very it's funny. probably the funniest thing I ever did online. <laughs> I can't wait. But uh, we did a, a better cover song than Reason to Live. We did uh, Van Halen's uh, Atomic Punk. Oh. And yes. Sammy Hagar sucks. And you did that, a, a re- remix of it, <laughs> Sammy Hagar sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody Fucking loves that epic. version. I thought but I was going to get more hate on that one. I know. I, I, I kind of thought both of them, but they didn't. I, was I got some. I got some, but not as much as I I'm very disappointed. You know, yeah, I man. Hate, you know, that, that can drive your numbers way up. Oh, yeah. No, believe me. People, there were a couple, like, you know, like bashing me and shit. But I was like, and I don't, every time somebody bashes me on YouTube, I have this habit of just, rep- number one, liking what they say. And number two, just leave a little comment with LOL. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, I love doing that. Because I love it. I see those comments. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. You suck. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm like, triggered. Actually, I, I heard a song today, and I thought you would be perfect for it. So I might we might do another cover song with you. So I'll talk to you about it later. Right on. I think you'd be perfect for it. But uh, what else you got going on? Because I know you, you just put out a video, a Thresh and Die video, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. An animated video. It's okay. hysterical. It was a video that was being worked on back in 2012. Hmm. And some of it was done. And then, like, life got in the way and the people that were doing it just scrapped it. They didn't really scrap. They always told me they were going to get back to it. Hmm. But after eight years, I figured, no, they're not, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. and they called me, like, four or five months ago saying, Dude, we want to finish the video. Are you still cool with us doing it? I'm like, yes. And just today, I got a link. Uh, I wish I could send it to you guys. Some some fucking cool black dude uh, did a reaction video to it. Oh, you got to oh, see this. Oh, you got a reaction video. Yeah, oh. and, and even during, he goes, and I found out the singer's name is Dr. Fuck. Damn, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good, I mean, the guy loved it. He's like, look at look at the cartoon. He's wearing a doctor's outfit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then not too long ago, too, you were also in an Ace Frehley video. Like you were like a monkey or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, there's. By the way, speaking of that, there's a guy at E1 that mm. had something to do with the um, the video. Mm. Um, he's always sending me stuff, dude. And look what he sent me today. Oh, it's nice. The, it's, oh, it's the, awesome. Rock roller. He sent me the other one too with the original. Tell thing. Me, you got to hook us up. Uh, <laughs> See, I know some other people too. <laughs> yeah. Well, he sent me this. I haven't that, opened that's, it yet. That's awesome. But it's a really cool um, tra- uh, translucent grape and white black splatter. Uh, really. Oh, well, anyway, yeah, he. That. he that's, um, that's cool. Yeah, he was in charge of the video, and then he just added my name to the end as one of the. What do they call it? Space monkeys or something? The monkeys from yeah. Kiss Me the Phantom. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, because I woke up to a phone call going, dude, you're in the new Ace Frehley video. I was like, say what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked, I was like, oh, that had to be, I can't say his name. Yeah. Um, and I wrote him, I go, dude, you rule. Thank you so much for putting me on, you know, the Ace Frehley video. You know? yeah. It's very, very choice. Very cool. Very awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show and getting this album done finally had a lot of fun doing it 
And uh, congratulations to your 20,000 subscribers. 20,300 now. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Yeah, we, just, we just hit 503. Finally. Woo-hoo. We got to nice. push for more. Oh, dude, I plug your shit like crazy, man. Know, you notice that, haven't you? I do. I do. You've been talking yes, about the lot lately. I appreciate it. Very cool. And uh, everybody, I'm please. Gonna, I'm going to stop paying for my podcast and just throw down rat salad. You know, because I, I pay a monthly thing for that. So do shit, I. You know? Yeah, but you pay you for it, man. What the hell? I know, right? But you don't it have to. You know, I'm, I'm stupidly doing it. You know, you could use so many other things for free. I don't know. I, I don't like know none of that. Anchor. Anchor is free. Okay. I'll yeah. look into it. Look into it. But I still use Podbean. I, I like it, but I, I might switch soon. Although I just renewed the subscription, so I got another year to wait. So. Whatever. Uh, RatsOutReview.com. Please subscribe, share, like all the shows. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, and, and now we're on Pandora, I believe, too. So we're everywhere. Yep. Cool. Everywhere. Just search Ratsal Review. Find us. Buy a t-shirt, please. There's a lot of t-shirts. I just got uh, the new logo made for the uh, the puppet t-shirt that I had made not too long ago. looks like it's in like the, the Destruction. Uh, what was that? Um, Live Without Sense cover. All right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's got me, Greg, and uh, Nate yeah. as puppets from that album. So it looks, it came out really cool. So once I get that done, I'll put that up as a new shirt. That'll be a new item to buy. So please buy something. Yes. Hmm. Puppets. Cool. Where'd you get that idea? I don't know. My puppet master told me to do it. Yeah. So until then, we will see you guys next time. Smack 'em a gob. Bye.